You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 123 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And today we are going to run one of our monthly... Not so serious episodes. <laughs> we are going to dive into our alternate, alternating list. That's what I'm trying to say of the worst and or scariest fantasy worlds that we can think of. So uh, this should probably be a good one. It should be. I had some fun doing some research, thinking, finding some books. I'm not sure if I want to read. But just to get inspiration, but yeah, it was actually a really fun one to come up with a list. So we'll have to see. I do I still appreciate Dominic's um, comment that I always win. So I just... I, well, that's that's the stuff we don't talk. And I think actually, I think we already know who's going to win this one. So um, apparently Dominic we don't need to does. talk. Well, no, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I figured that comment would make you go do like extra work on this one. So <laughs> actually it was in the back of my mind when I made my list. I was like, I have to come up with something good today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured so we'll have to see. Um, I definitely have a surprise for you at number one where I pulled it from. So we'll have to. Uh... Oh, no, it's already sounds like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it, it must be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Don't worry. Don't. I don't want you to stress. No, we have to get. That's like at the end. That's in forty minutes. So, don't worry about it. You don't want to stress for the next forty minutes. Uh, I probably can't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you have more of a comp. I thought I was a competitor until I met you, and you have much more of a competition edge. <laughs> so we yeah, have to see. Yeah. I like to compete, to be honest. But, yeah. And, uh, well. I can at least pretend to be a sore loser. I think norm- <laughs> normally I'm not, but I, I like you, to. Uh, I like to play the game here. <laughs> you have to be a good example to the kids you referee and the adults you referee. Sometimes it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, last weekend I handed out three yellow cards for people oh. who was uh, doing dissent. You know, complaining about things. So yeah, well. But that's a nice thing, you know, there I don't have to be a sore loser. If they disagree with me, I can just give them the yellow card. End of story. You, know? <laughs> you do not have that power over me. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I said to my wife at some point that I would love it if it was possible, you know, in business meetings to bring my yellow and red cards and just that like, well, brilliant. you are out. Bye bye. <laughs> that, that would be so much easier. That would be pretty, as a, like a mediator or something, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> nope. Here's your card. You got two. You're out. Time out. Yeah. Go sit out for five minutes. And that would change the dynamics of things so much it would but i think a lot of people wouldn't like you either but <laughs> that's a different story you'd probably have to work for an independent agency where they can't fire you yeah well that's that uh, moron again with all the cards in his pocket what the hell is she doing here <laughs> i was like oh no it's another meeting today yeah <laughs> oh well but besides that besides refereeing how are things over on your side of the atlantic Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. My sons were actually going 
to go to the hairdresser today for the first time in like months due to corona lockdown. Yeah, it was a sign. I was very jealous, but then it just got worse because then the hairdresser (laughs) canceled. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was so frustrating. My my older son, he was really annoyed by it. Uh, But uh, yeah. I don't know. Like everybody else, I guess uh, we are like uh, hair monsters walking around here at home. Hey, I like my long hair. It took a couple years to grow this back out. It's a different for you. Yeah. you know? It's, it's it not the same as me. Uh, well, go, okay. go for the Viking look, you know, braids and some long. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not it's your so, heritage. I'm not so it's convinced your, about that. It's your heritage. You need to go for it. Uh, yeah, that that is true. But actually, over the weekend as well, just to uh, say tell you that uh, I watched one of the movies that you recommended. Oh, to me. really? Which one? I watched the Ying Yang Master on Netflix. Oh, excellent! What did you think? You didn't even say. No, I didn't. On, that was on purpose. Uh, <laughs> holding out. I always want to hold out on stuff until we <laughs> record a podcast. <laughs> of course. I'm sensing a trend. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. No, no, I think I think it was good. Yeah. Um yeah, I liked the uh, as I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but I liked as you said as well that uh you don't quite see the ending coming. Oh. And, I uh, didn't I like think that. he, yeah, I, the setup was like, oh, there's no way out of, oh, really? That makes so much sense. It's perfect. So yeah. that one is much better than the, the other one. That's also the Ying Yang Masters, but yeah, I haven't watched eternal. that one yet. That yeah. one's not quite as good. And oh, like okay. I said, especially for the one you just watched, ferret demons. Oh my God, I want a ferret demon. So I might <laughs> technically have one if you've seen my dog, but yeah, they're so cute. Anyway. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, so if any listeners out there, if you want to watch a... Well, it is a fantasy movie. It is. Um, and quite it a good is one. Chinese, but yeah. I, that doesn't... I don't mind it being in Chinese, but maybe some people do. I don't know. Right. But it's called The Ying Yang Master, and it's uh, on Netflix. So uh, if you want to check that out, then uh, yeah, I suggest you do. It's, it's, it's a bit different in many ways. You know, it's... It has almost like a humor side to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a bit it's not silly at all, but but it is a bit like some of the creatures is a bit like I almost feel like they put in there as a comical relief. Uh, oh come on, the there. turtles! They're yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. <laughs> but they're also pretty cool. I mean, it, it is very, very cool. fantasy heavy at least. So very uh, fantasy heavy, very good CGI, very good acting, yes. and a story that has a twist at the end that you don't see coming. You don't see how it's going to ha- work out. I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic storytelling and fun event. It would, if it was a book, I totally would have read it. So it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's based on a off a book. Yeah. No, no, no. I read actually the oh. the first movie, the one I just watched, Ying Yang Master. That's actually based off a video game. Oh. Okay. And then the other one that you just mentioned, Eternity, Ying Yang Master Eternity was, or something, something, I think like it's that, called. Yeah. That's bo- based off the book. Okay. Uh, and that one, as I have not watched the second one, the Eternity one yet, but as far as I read, that one is a bit more dark, whereas yes. this one, Ying Yang Master, is a bit more lighthearted. Yes, definitely. That sounds very correct. Yeah, okay. But uh, how about you? You had a bit of a bumpy ride this week. <laughs> yes. Uh, that seems to be, as long as it doesn't go back to whatever month I said that I felt like I was cursed. I don't. I think that was February. But um, as oh, long yeah. as it doesn't go that way, we should be all right. But it's been, um, 
it's been a little bit of a hiccup. My vaccine was canceled at the last minute. So now I don't get vaccinated until May because they changed the Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson has some side effects, which I have to admit, I would probably be right in the target um, potentials for side effects. So, you know, maybe it was a good thing, but it's been one of those weeks where, you know, I feel like the rug is pulled out of you from under you with yeah. every step. So at this point, I'm just expecting someone to push me off a cliff. And oh. <laughs> Please stay away from cliffs. <laughs> yeah. Or just send me a parachute and we'll, or Mary Poppins will have an umbrella. Something. I need, a, I need a safety net this week. But we'll get through it. And I will not... Um, maybe it's because it happens to be my birthday week. So maybe it's just you know, fate <laughs> rubbing it in. <laughs> so I will ignore that. I've been hoping for a good week. I'm planning for a good birthday, but oddly enough, it's been, the weather here has been gorgeous in the sixties, sunny, just lovely. Except for oddly enough, the day of my birthday, it's supposed to snow seven inches. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Oh my god! It's also rain. jinxed. And rain, so I was going to go out to a uh, lovely restaurant um, where I actually have a gift certificate. I mean, it was going to be perfect. I and now I'm just thinking, well, shoot, I'm just going to get cheesecake and wine. <laughs> <laughs> cheesecake <Okay>. and wine. <laughs> Call it good. Maybe we'll Some, do uh, hot, hot chocolate and rum and cheesecake. I don't. And a Netflix movie or something. And a Netflix movie and just get it over with. Yeah. But that's my week. <laughs> Moving on. Oh so <laughs> you just want to move on? I want to move on. Let's go on. <laughs> a week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Okay, it took a long, long time for Audible to accept the files. <gasps> But I am pleased to announce that the audiobook version of our guidebook on how to develop story ideas is now finally available. That's only for like four or five months. Oh my god! I think more than that. I think it took half a year. Oh, six months. That is insane. I'm so excited though. You didn't, again, you didn't tell me this. (laughs) No, I didn't. Communication. (laughs) We're running a business here. (laughs) <laughs> they'll send you back for training <laughs> well i thought it's excellent communication i'm telling you right now <laughs> well that is exciting so what are we going to do to celebrate having our book finally approved as an audiobook that i don't know but a celebration that's the part i don't know how to do Ooh, i need more training okay. on how to celebrate <laughs> but right. uh but maybe because I have an audio sample prepared, uh, but maybe ah. you could just uh, remind people what this book is about. And then afterwards, I can just uh, play a short sample uh, right here now. It's been six months and a week of heck. And you <laughs> you don't even remember, remember yourself what it's about. <laughs> it's a story ideas. No, so it, I do remember that. It is full of tips and ideas on developing our story ideas and how to generate different ways of coming up with ideas and getting the that flowing it's almost like creating a muscle memory of how do you come up with ideas and develop that it's a whole different skill set so it's all about that and i think i did okay and i'm gonna stop speaking (laughs) (laughs) are you afraid you're gonna jinx it (laughs) yes definitely let me touch the computer it'll go black Okay, so I have a, a short sample uh, lined up here, just so that uh, for listen, listeners, so you can you can hear what it sounds like. Uh, it's a 
bit more than a minute in length. So uh, lean back and uh, just uh, listen to it here. And uh, of course, listener, if um, if you're not too uh, interested in this uh, book, just uh, you know, use your podcast app to uh, skip ahead a minute or something. But uh, here we go. We don't need to understand how our brains produce ideas. We need only to acknowledge that they do. It's not magic. Generating story ideas isn't a single event, but a creative process that involves collecting input from our environment and experiences to transform those loose fragments into a coherent whole. While we said that most original ideas have already been conceived, we also mentioned how inspiration is at the heart of combining old elements into something new. The greatest novel is yet to be written, and when that happens, we'll still be able to say, the greatest novel is yet to be written. Every idea in the world is waiting to be done again, with a new spin or an unexpected reveal. All it takes is to understand how to open our minds and allow inspiration to hit home. The more we experience, the more material we have available to interrelate and create new combinations from, the better. For instance, when J.K. Rowling came up with the idea for Harry Potter, she was stuck on a train from Manchester to London King's Cross. Or how about Suzanne Collins? She got the idea for The Hunger Games when channel surfing between reality TV and actual war coverage from Iraq. The point is that story ideas are all around us. We need to train our brains to look for them and then note them down as soon as they come into existence. In a sense, it becomes a simple matter of collecting enough input from your environment and putting those ideas through the brainstorming process. This will lead you to the perfect premise for your story. So I really like the narrator here, yeah. don't you, Autumn? He's got a very soothing, nice, it's a friendly voice. I can listen to that one all day. Yeah. I really like it. So mm -hmm. uh, we've placed a link in the show notes from uh, where you can find this audiobook. And uh, if you prefer an ebook version or a paperback, that's found via that same link mm -hmm. as well. And a little secret for our listeners here is that the ebook e version of this book is actually available for free because if you buy the plotting guide, And we'll also put a link to that one in the show notes as well. <laughs> But if you buy the plotting guide inside, you will actually find a link which will give you this story idea book for free. Of course, uh, the ebook version of it. The audiobook version you can't get for free, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was actually thinking as well, Autumn, that, uh, and of course, I'm communicating this to you now. Okay. <laughs> uh, very well noted. Okay. Yeah, because I'm good at communication skills here. What if we uh, said that um, the first five people who leave a review of this podcast mm. will get a free audiobook? I think that's brilliant. I love giving rewards to listeners, so let's do it. It'll have to. We'll have to be on the spot and checking times. But yeah, first five who leave a review. Yeah, so we'll do it like this. Uh, if you like the podcast, leave a rating and review right now. And we're going to go first come, first served. Meaning it is when we receive your information about the review left. So you'll leave your rating, leave your review. Then go to amwritingfantasy.com and use the contact form on there. 
and send us a link or a screenshot of the review you just left. And the first five emails we get, and that's the timestamp in our inbox, the first five we get, we will get back to those five people with a free download code for this audiobook. So uh, don't delay. If you wait too long, you'll be too late. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh, and leave a review and uh, we'll give you a free audiobook. Sounds I think fantastic. That's pretty cool. I think that's really cool. That's a way of celebrating. We have an audiobook. Yay! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Inadvertently. You finished the celebrate. We just celebrated something I didn't even notice myself. <laughs> that's We're how bad I'm am. <laughs> We're going to work on that. <laughs> and on to today's topic. I have a feeling that we are accidentally going to expire some people today when we go through <laughs> our list, Autumn. Probably. I would think so. I definitely chose um, one or two worlds where I think I would probably not make it. Well, definitely not to teenage years, but if I was dropped in as an adult, I'd probably have a few hours to live. So <laughs> seems to be yeah, my week. <laughs> maybe not to inspire people in the way that they're going to copy the actual things that we say, but maybe some of the stuff we say, maybe some people feel like I can actually use a small part of that or an element of that and change it around to something else. And uh, I think, you, you know, if that happens to some of the listeners, please steal away. Just oh, to yeah. take whatever we say and use it. I don't care. Uh, you can steal all you want from this podcast episode. Um, and then, of course, at the end, we'll have to conclude a winner, even though we <laughs> might actually do that in two seconds. That's probably uh, predetermined. but uh, Probably. Knowing how my week is going, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> I'm expecting the podcast to die at any second. So oh, no, sure. please don't jinx it. Uh, <laughs> I know your fey blood uh, will have, uh, it has quite an effect on electronics. It does. <laughs> so it does. That's why I don't. step back. <laughs> yeah, don't touch the computer, please. Um, before we get started I came across a very funny comment uh, on the internet that I just thought I would share as well it it doesn't really fit into the list of five but it was just such a a funny comment that uh, I thought it was good so there was a question on the internet posted about which was the worst fantasy world to live in for a normal person Okay, Uh, and so it doesn't quite fit with our lists here, but mm-hmm. but somebody's answer to this question was, well, I think it would be becoming a volunteer firefighter in King's Landing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that is a pretty good comment, but oh. That's a pretty bad job to have. That is a pretty bad job. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, that made me laugh. So I yes. wanted to share that. I will. I'm sure you'll get a few chuckles who are listening. So that is a very good one. But I have to admit, like I said, there's. Uh, we both made a point not to steal from works because we don't want to say that we think this world is horrible and it's like your favorite story. So we try to come up with our own, and I think that's yeah. a way to do it. But getting some inspiration, like reading some comments and stuff online, and there were some really funny comments, and there were some things that were. And I did, I really did find like uh, one that was like worst worlds. And there was a whole setup about a cursed town that I'm like, this is really would be an interesting story. And it sounds creepy. And what do you start bookmarking some of these? It was actually not bad at all. Yeah, no, it was more like it's the worst world. Like you would not want to be in that world actually. And I was like, 
Oh, that's that must have been a very riveting story. So, you know, worst worlds can be very inspiring. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's not quite the way I've gone with my list, to no, be honest. It's, it's not, not quite insp- mine either. <laughs> it's not like inspiring and <laughs> at all, I think. I but, uh, went with um, potential for death, uh, horrifying, and yeah, that's about where I went. Yeah, I tried to put a slightly different angle on most of mine to be honest but uh because i had to try to yeah that well ah, now that i say that you know the problem is sometimes when you try to be too unique then it falls apart that's true so i ah now i i'm losing confidence in my list already excellent no that's not good <laughs> i am ready to begin now <laughs> I think you're playing mind tricks on me. I need a win this week. Come on, it's my birthday week. See, this is mind tricks. This is like Jedi powers you're using on me. I'm Faye. Yeah, it's not fair. It's just not fair. I can't deny my birthright. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I almost feel like I want you to start because I want to hear if... um, if you start out really strong, then I'm getting really nervous, but it could settle my nerves a bit if, if okay. the first one you come up with is like, yeah, it's okay. Then I'll well, feel better already. Well, this it'll, my first one will make you feel better because it was kind of, I, I actually changed it from something incredibly boring because I went with stories that would create, worlds that would create a horrible story, I guess is really the theme of Ooh, mine. Yes, yes. And so that's what I wanted. But the first one is kind of... I just had to put it in there and I have a reason and I'll let you see if you can guess because it's something I think you would suspect knowing me and also knowing something that's true to your heart as well. So, Oh no, now I'll... you're setting me up for failure. So if I can't guess it, then <laughs> it makes me look like you should have known this. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We've already even talked about it today. So you ready for my number one? Well, my number five, not the worst world. We're going to build your up to number that five. one. Yes. My number five. Okay. So this is a world where the water has been turned to undrinkable muck full of chemicals that will slowly poison you. Any animals that live in it are mutated and inedible that live in the water. The soil has been contaminated so much that you are lucky to grow crops. And even if you could, the sulfuric rain will most likely destroy them. If it rains at all, it might be a drought year. Or it might be an acidic hurricane full of tornadoes just comes and wipes out everything. Most animals have been killed off due to the pollutants. The landscape is a wasteland of destroyed cities, burnt husks of buildings, massive contamination from the number of dead bodies, trash, and leaked chemicals where any humans are running about like savages, cannibals in the cities. So your best bet to live at all is in the countryside. If you are lucky to find any areas with existing forest and half-decent soils, and of course, food is scarce, possibly contaminated. And But if you band together at all with other humans to eck out an existence here, they may look at you as a potential food source. Mm. So I do know there are dystopian stories that kind of had this world, but can you guess why this, to me, is one of the worst, scariest worlds I can possibly imagine, even though it's number five on my list? <laughs> before we started a hint before we started talking in recording today we were talking almost about this topic when you were walking on the coast 
yeah, with people polluting stuff and and whatnot. It's based on what my absolute terrifying vision of what could happen to this world and what we're doing to it. And oh, so right, yeah, and that's. I yeah. had to put this one in there. Right, so no. This is yeah. the conservation side of me going, just no. So. Yeah, this is like a fast forwarding five hundred years or something, and then uh, see what you get up with. You, end I'm up afraid with. it's fast forwarding like thirty like years. Three years? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I said thirty, but yeah, there are days I'm terrified to see what we're gonna wake up to tomorrow. So no, that's true. So, yes, just uh, just yesterday it was a uh, sunshine here, fine weather, and then like ten minutes later. It got all cloudy and it started snowing. And I was looking at Linda White. What happened here? It's just like the the climate is so fucked up. It's incredible. Yeah, it is really bad. All right. So hopefully that one eased you into the competition. Yes, maybe. I don't know if I feel better, but I don't feel worse either. So it it was okay. That's a win. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Let's hear your number five. Okay, so my number five is I'm sort of in the same vein as you, meaning that I was trying to think of something that would like be the worst nightmare for from a writer's perspective. Okay. So imagine that you have created this wonderful fantasy world and you've created your characters. Mm-hmm. You've written the first chapter. And now... At some point during your world building, you thought that readers wanted something different. Something that they have never seen before. So you decided that in this world, it would rain once every day. Okay? Okay. So far, so good. Yeah? It's fine. Doesn't sound too bad. No. It sounds like Costa Rica, actually. It was like every day at 2 (laughs) o'clock, someone turned on a faucet and it rained. <laughs> That's where I got it from. No, okay. just kidding. <laughs> but the thing is that every time it rains, everyone changes personality. Oh. So every day that passes, your characters will now become somebody else. Oh, geez. And they will want something else. They don't remember what they were doing or why. They're just on a new mission uh, with new wants and motivations all of a sudden. So imagine what a mess this novel will be. Every single <sighs> chapter, the, the character is somebody new, and there's yeah. no coherent <laughs> overlap in anything that they're doing. No consistency. Story arc? What's a story arc? Yeah, it's okay, just, what's a character arc? No, it's just God. random chapters of a person's life that <gasps> goes nowhere. That's horrible. And then you can go for 150,000 words like that. <laughs> I don't know if I could read 150,000 words. I can imagine being the editor just going, uh, no. No, yeah. that is. But it's, it's unique world building. No, I promise you, nobody has seen it before. No, I, I, I agree with you, and there might be a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, maybe the, everybody else was just not as much of a genius to come up with <laughs> something like this. As a writer, that one is absolutely horrifying. I just how you're right. It would be just a bunch of short stories that begin and end every twenty four hours or so. Just be, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You could, I mean, okay, so you could come up with the character that is doing its darndest, like wondering if it's maybe is more aware and maybe is it because you get wet and trying to hide from the rain and, and, and maintain who they are? Or do you have past lives, like memories of flickers of things that you might have been doing before? See, you could plot this. You could 
Yeah, I, now, I could do now, this. now you're destroying it. It was a bad idea, and now you're making, starting to make it better and making it work. And that's not the point. It's a bad <laughs> list. This one is not okay. the point. Is not to make it work. <laughs> not to say I could write a story in this world. <laughs> All right, fine. No, it's horrible. There you go. Ah, I'm not convinced that that was very sincere. Okay. <laughs> you ready for my number four? Okay. You want to move on? All right. So this one, this one, I actually named. I call it "Thou Shalt Not." Okay, so, that sounds serious. Yes, it's very serious. This is a very serious world. I would not last here. Uh, it's a world that is dominated by a very strict religion, or if you're futuristic tech, a very strict AI, where the priest or AI can read thoughts. So if you are disobey, or if you even think about disobeying, you just kill. You're immediately killed. They just come up and go boom. So devotion is absolute. Or compliance is absolute. And that's where I'm saying if I was in this world, it would be like five minutes and so like, <laughs> you're out of here. So I'm just not good at obeying things. I swear I was a nice teenager. It's just been since then. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's why I call it Thou Shalt Not because this world, yeah, I wouldn't last long. And I can't No, and it, if they can... If they can read your thoughts, then nobody can avoid thinking something against the rules once in a while. Yeah. It's impossible. I mean, everybody would die in this world. There would be nobody left. Just the AI or the priest. Just the yeah. AIs, yeah. <laughs> I agree. And that's what uh, I... So in, by making it so strict that even your thoughts can get you killed, that it just writing a story, what are you going to do? What, all these robots, like people just you know, thinking happy thoughts or listening to like constant music to keep themselves like psyched. <laughs> it's just, you know, you want to write about the rebel. You want to write about the person who's going to find a way out of this trick, but yeah. Yeah. But, but then if you had, and I'm going to, I'm going to destroy yours too. So if you have a, the character who is actually the only one whose mind they cannot read mm-hmm. and he's trying to battle the powers that be and trying to figure out how he can free the rest of the people from this sort of mind control. Yes. I can write that story. It's not See, a problem. It's not a problem. As long as you can throw in the one person that they can't read, you'd be all set. But if it's 100%, they can read all your thoughts. And you're grown from the time you're a child, you were like, you know, brought what, what up if to it, follow this way. What if it's one of the AIs who is going to battle Oh, I like that one. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. So if you are making my bad ideas into good ones, I'm going to make your bad ideas into good ones as well. Fine. <laughs> if that's See the that way, way you want it. Yeah. yeah. See that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so my number four. Yes. And this one might be quite interesting for the writer, I think. Okay. But maybe the reader will actually hate you for it. <laughs> Oh, excellent. So look forward to some one-star reviews coming your way. <laughs> I wonder if someone would ever write a book just to get one star. You'd like start up a pen name and like, I want to write trash. You're going to Just the this. worst stuff I can think of. <laughs> That'd be my luck. It'd be the ones that take off. Anyway, go ahead. You're number four. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a setting where it's, let's say, it's mostly like the, the well, the details that makes it bad, but it's actually the fact that there is no details. Okay. So everything is just made up at random as you go. Oh. And no, so it's it's not 
it's not though so that you make it up as you go as in like discovery writing and then you will make it fit into what you've already got mm-hmm. this is more like you have to use a random generator on the internet and whatever it tells you that's what you have to use Next. as the setting setting oh, uh, elements so if it like spits out umbrella and gumdrop rainstorm that's what then that's what it is <laughs> then that's what it is yeah, it so, could be really fun as a writer but yeah the readers are gonna be like this makes no sense <laughs> why did he throw an umbrella at the dragon that, that makes no sense <laughs> so yeah yeah i think readers will be pretty damn frustrated with this kind of world no but i could imagine teaching a writer conference a writer course like an in-person one and it's like it's writer improv it would be so much fun to teach be like because it is something like um storytelling around a campfire i have you know when you do some of those exercises where you have to continue on a story that you pass in the chain and those can be so much fun so this is sort of like kind of along those lines and yeah as a as a teacher i'd like i want to go do this as a reader i would hate your guts yes it would be like this is the worst crap i've ever read <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah for a tool on just like developing your author voice and coming up with ideas it would be a blast yeah true all right well see i like that one Okay. okay. Well, I don't like it, but okay. That's good that you do. Uh, I, I see a tool. I, it would be an interesting tool, but yeah, I would never want to publish something that came out of it unless you like developed it. For but imagine how, fast, imagine how fast you could write it. Just copy and pasting out of random generators, like in here with that, and then he did, and then next <laughs> random generating and copy that paste in. It'll take you like half a day and then you have a novel. It would be v- bizarre. I'm sure <laughs> someone's going to go do this now and just see what comes up. Dragon and whatever the search term comes up with. There you go. There you are. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So you're ready for my number three? Yes. All right. I named this one two, and it sort of reminds me of your number five. So I call this one, now you're here, now you're not. Okay. And so this is a world where random wormholes appear without warning. You could be walking down a path and be transported to the top of the mountain or the middle of the ocean or an erupting volcano. And so like stories, I mean, heck, life uh, would be so chaotic and unpredictable that it would be impossible to actually write a comprehensive story because you would just be like walking and poof, you know, you wouldn't be able to be with anyone you love. You wouldn't your life would be inconsistent. So where yours was your memories were erased here. You are physically, you know who you are and you're physically transported, you know, to a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> but could you have like some sort of limited countermeasure or something? I'm sure something someone if must you run out of it. it. Yeah. So, so if you have something like if you have this substance or whatever it is, and it's very limited in supply, but if you have it, you can basically just walk straight through the wormhole without it taking you anywhere. You, you know, just walk walk through it and keep going wherever you were going already. But if you don't have it, it sucks you up and drops you somewhere else. I could see that. Or I could imagine if 
you know, if if you manage to have kids and, you know, there are people evolving on this world, eventually, evolutionarily, someone's going to be able to control where the wormhole goes or at least start being able to manipulate oh, it slightly. Yes. Wouldn't that be fun? So, yeah, yes. as again, yeah, you know, you can find your way around it. But at, a, at its purest form, before that child has evolved enough to learn that if they're thinking about something, they can direct where the wormhole goes and completely change a society, um, it would be just a mess to write i mean love interest poof (laughs) she's now in the middle of the ocean yep and poof he's in the volcano (laughs) story's over this is a choose your own adventure gone wrong (laughs) but it would actually also be pretty crazy from uh like like say if let's say you have the one like court mage that knows how to control this and it's like poof well the arm is uh, is at your front gate now (laughs) <laughs> there they are there you go that's like be pretty great and yeah and also i mean that's the other thing so i mentioned that it was what happens when you're walking so what if you don't walk you know that's what you send them to servants or something there's definitely ways of playing with this so that it would be much less much more controlled and that's what you need to be able to develop a story is having control of things but it's the minute things go completely random yeah good luck writing that that's just mean True. Yes. Okay. Right. So, your number three. My, for for my number three, <clears throat> I sort of decided that to make my list a winning list, <laughs> I needed to also play on some scary ones. Oh, excellent! So, number three and number two is scary ones okay. rather than terrible ones <laughs> or bad ones. Okay. Um, and I felt like. With two of those on my list, it's going to be really strong. Okay. And what better way to do that than picking some real-world locations to serve as inspiration for story settings? Okay. Okay. So when things are based off of reality, then it becomes a bit more scary. That's true. That's very, very true. Here in the Nordics, actually in Norway to be precise, Mm -hmm. you will find a place known as Akka's House Fortress. That already and, sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is as it sounds. It's a medieval castle, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and it's actually also used as the mysterious setting for the fiction novel The Snowman, which is written by Joe Nespe. If you know him, it's a pretty well-known Norwegian author. Um, but the thing is that many locals actually report mm. that this place is haunted. Excellent. So the most famous residents today are the ghosts of a woman and Mm. a demon dog that wanders the castle grounds. Oh, demon dogs. Yeah. So imagine a story where you are trapped inside this castle. Mm -hmm. I think that could be pretty damn horrific. Though if a real story, because we both have watched those um, Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of something Blind Manor. I can't remember the word. Yes, correct. So we've both watched those. And yes, uh, horror stories, haunting stories are definitely spine tingling, especially when it's based on real events. So this could be quite, see, it's not a terrifying one to write in. I think that'd be a fun story to write. To write in, yes. But it's a terrifying setting. It is a terrifying. And that I did did notice where so many people would say, yes, it sounds like a great story to write, but we're talking like worst world. If this is a real thing 
that's that's terrifying. You don't want to live. You don't want to live in in even Game of Thrones. I mean, you have to be <laughs> evil to live. You know, to survive. If you're a good person, you are dead in like yeah. two days. <laughs> so yeah. these are not places you want to really live. But yeah, no, not really. Yeah. So well, yeah, that was my number three. I like that. That this sounds like it's going to be on my must visit list when I come over to see you. Oh yeah. I well, it's in, it's in Norway, not in Denmark. Oh, right. But anyway, it's well, uh, it's still closer to you than it is to me. So I guess it is. Yes, technically, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> so it's the that side of the world. It's good. Well, excellent. I like that. I love. I used to read horror haunted, real hauntings stories when I was a teenager. So that's really cool. Yeah. All right, so you ready for my number two? Yes. All right, this one I named Poison. So this is a world where the soil is formed from uranium. So it's not such a high level that you would die instantly if you found yourself there, but high enough that it quickly starts affecting your DNA. So lumps will form across your skin as massive cancers form under your lymph nodes. Your lungs will fill with cancer cells so that you have a hard time breathing. The marrow of your bones is altered, weakening the structure so that you could just break your leg or your toes as you're walking. Your hair will start to fall out. Your skin turns to boils and kind of like just sloughs off your body. Oh my God. (laughs) Every moment is excruciatingly pain filled until you finally die with relief. So that's poison. Have fun writing a story set there. Well, I get, yeah, I, I can see that there's a common trend here. <laughs> Everyone you come up with is something like nobody will survive. It's impossible to live in this settings. It's a theme. You know, if your characters are dying because of the world, it's, you know, it's not going to be a really interesting story. Oh, maybe when you made this list, you had a bad week and, and you poured it into these settings. I didn't it's write like... this yesterday. No. <laughs> I I write Noble Bright. And the reason I could write Noble Bright is I make lists like this when I have a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies, but I won't make it into a story. So that's what, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. If you say so. Oh, let's hear your number right. two. So my number two is, uh, yeah, one again, a scary one, as I said. Okay. Um, and I was thinking, what could make it more scary than number three? Uh-huh. It sort of has to, right? Yes. Uh, and I wanted to try to see if I could steal the victory with this one. Oh, okay. All I'm right? only in so, your number two, so this is confidence. Because you still have one to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, by, the, by number one, it's obvious who is the winner, so it's lost. <laughs> right. like, yeah, okay, fine. Excellent. So the in the catacombs of Paris, mm-hmm. those were used by actually one of my favorite vampire authors, Anne Rice. Oh, yeah. And she used it for a coven of vampires in, in the novel, uh, an interview with a vampire. Mm-hmm. Or an interview with the vampire, maybe, or a vampire, I can't remember. But either or, people know what I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that's already pretty cool. Uh, but what if I told you that the catacombs beneath the city of Paris, there are actual skeletal remains of over 6 million people down there? I, well, let's see, I didn't know it was 6 million, but I knew I've seen the walls of the skulls and the bones. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, I do like Memento Mori, so I love these little death 
images and skulls. I should have been a goth, but I never was goth <laughs> into goth. But yes, the memento mori and the bones down there are so fascinating. I wanted to see them yeah. when I was in Paris and never did make it down to the catacombs. Oh, nice. Yeah, but you you can actually see the departed stacked on top of each other uh, down there uh, in in the the catacombs there. But uh, now. I don't want a fantasy setting where it's just about skeletons everywhere. That's mm. sort of a bit boring here. <laughs> um, I suppose it might be a bit scary for some, but I don't think it's scary enough. <laughs> so okay. what if the deceased walked among, among us, but mm. you don't know who they are? So they act like us. Mm-hmm. They look like us. But they're not us. So the scary part is that you know that they exist, only you don't know who it is. (laughs) So it could be one of your friends. It could be your spouse. You don't know. That would be so so Imagining going through life like that. (laughs) Not knowing if you're one or the other. Ah, that would be yeah, and of really course they are—they are to no good, right? They're, they're yeah. trying to oh, yeah. get rid of mankind and so what. Uh, but and you know that they exist, but you don't know who it is. That would be very interesting. That'd be a fun tension-filled novel to write. I have to admit, for sure. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would be scary like hell oh, if it was real world and like imagining that the coronavirus, the people who were infected, were changed somehow and. Yeah, if this was real world and you just did the impact of getting sick with something was much more devastating. It wasn't just death, but changed you into something like a zombie. You know, that's I'm not into zombie stories, but something like that. Yeah, it would be if this was a real thing, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, but even in the zombie stories, it's usually it's the humans who are the scary ones in the zombie stories, not the zombies. Because the humans humans are so scary because they can come up with all these ingenious ways of trapping and killing people and whatnot. So the zombies, well, they, they can be scary if there's a lot of them and, and, and you're trapped, of course. But humans are much more dangerous. Oh. Uh, and imagine that if these people were like, look like you and act like you, but they're not you and they want actually to, to kill you. So just going to grocery shopping you you always have to be concerned if somebody's calling you over. It's like, are they gonna kill me or something? Oh, or God. somebody at the side of the rope, you you come across a car, has like you know the, the typical trope of a punctured tire, oh, and right. they're like, can you help me? Uh, no, hell no, I will not help you. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so much for like good Samaritans, right? Yeah, they don't exist in this setting. I think. Well, oh, I like that. That is that would be very. I would not want to live there. I I like. I wouldn't be able to trust you. This would be horrible. No. Yeah. Can't do that. All right. So are you ready for my number one? This one's a bit of a surprise, actually. Uh, I hope it's not too good, but yes, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) This one also has a name. So it's called the Black Marsh and the Bowl of Ash, which both exist on the coast of storms. And I know these so intimately because this one, I know we said we wouldn't pull from anyone else's novel. But I did right. pull from my novel. So this is from my epic oh. fantasy series, my uh, Rise of the Fifth Order. And I think they go back to it in Games of Fire. But so this is mine. So the, no stealing this one. But if you want to come visit, talk to me. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> so it's it was it's a difficult place. I never would want to visit here. And it's was actually difficult to write about because it's so hard not to have your characters die. 
<laughs> so this right? one, characters mostly survive. So first, this is the Coast of Storms, which is similar to the Eternal Storm, if you've heard of that in Venezuela, whereas the Catacombo River beats Lake Maracaibo. So there's an average of 260 storm. 260 storm days a year. So it's like got lightning there all the time that inspired the coast of storms in my novels. And it's always pitch black broken only by lightning and a lot of rain. So if you're outside of the two main cities, you are in a landscape you can barely see. It's most likely you're going to be soaking wet. You're walking through muck and mud and to make it even more fun. Cause I, you know, I like fun. Thinking as an ecologist, any plants that are in this area can't photosynthesize. They would be dormant, waiting for the one or you know two days of sunlight where they can suddenly reproduce and grow leaves and all the other stuff. Or they're going to find energy in a food source in other means. So most of the plants are actually carnivores. So giant, mm. like think Venus flytraps, yeah, flycatchers, yeah. strangling vines with thorns that suck your blood. So, you know, the plants are going to kill you. So you can then imagine what kind of insects and animals eat plants that the plants can already eat you. So you probably don't want to run into any of the creatures that live there. What makes it even more fun, because you know me and I love really fun fantasy settings, is if you have magic, you can't use it in the Black Marsh. And that is because most of the area is littered with bones of creatures that the bones themselves don't allow magic. So they're like nullifying bones, which works out quite well occasionally in the story. But the problem is why would that adaptation of animals having bones that repel magic happen? Well, because there's an apex predator that eats magic. So if you can actually save yourself using magic from these like kind of carnivorous plants, um, you're going to be attracting something that is going to come and eat you <laughs> like giant, a pack of velociraptors. raptors. It kind of reminds me of, they will just nice. hunt you down and eat you. So yeah, I have some of my, I send my favorite characters in there. It's just me. <laughs> so <laughs> mean. It was really hard to shove them into this landscape and hope that they came out the other side because it was very desperately needed that they go in there. But yeah, so that's my black marsh. It's quite a place. Nice. I like that one. Yes. It's quite fun to try to get your characters out of a pickle. Because if they can use magic, they shouldn't. And most likely they can't. And they're fighting things when they're used to being trained with magic. They're suddenly got to use swords and knives. Good luck to you. No, but that's exactly where you want to have your characters. In situations where in the beginning, as an author, you don't even know how to get them out of it. <laughs> And, and uh, but then if you work hard at it to find a way for them to get out of it, it'll come across as very you know very as very strong reasoning and a, a very good logic. So uh, so yeah, that's well. Thank good. you. I'm glad you liked my number one. I did, but uh, I also feel it's cheating because oh. uh, you took your own. So I think you already disqualified, and oh, I've already won. But, uh, me. <laughs> yes, I will trust the listeners to decide if I was disqualified. Okay, but I, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear from Dominic. I don't care what he <laughs> said. I'm just kidding, Dominic. If you're listening. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. My gauntlet is tossed down. What is your number one? Okay, so this one is really bad, like bad in an annoying way. Okay. So I guess if you if you read it as a humorous book, then maybe it would be okay, but. 
that's only until you okay. realize that it was actually intended to be taken seriously. <laughs> then, then it will just be annoying. Oh, so no. this is a world where we are bringing to life the most hated cliches that exists. So let me share some with you All that right, exist in this world. Like you have the fact that there is only one single way to defeat the bad guy. Cannot be done in every under, under, any other way. Only that one way, that's the only way to do it. Okay. You have everything in the world with every place and every item is very long and hard to pronounce fantasy names. Oh, no. <laughs> and the heroes can, of course, also easily defeat highly trained warriors in combat. Even though they're no novices? Problem. That's something you just do. Okay, excellent. And the mages are always wiggling their eyebrows. <laughs> and uh, I can add some more if you want, like villains who are apparently just evil because they're evil. They were born that way. Or how about everything that happens, happens because a prophecy foretold it. Yay! I think that would be a pretty damn annoying fantasy <laughs> world to read. It would be a horrible one to read. It would be, I think, even a boring one to write in. But yeah, that would be just... I couldn't imagine going through a whole book of all the tropes. Every single cliche you could throw in there. And just sure, yeah. go to town with it. <laughs> yeah, if, if if you didn't take it seriously and you just made it uh, like very humoristic, that could work. But could, if you're trying so to shag. write like an epic fantasy and you're stuffing all this in there, it's going to be a nightmare <laughs> to read. It's one of those ones where if it's a role-playing game, it might be a fun one to be in because you can just decimate your competition. You are the hero and therefore you will get to the end and you'll get the crown. You'll defeat the, you know, it's like, well, there's ones when you're having a bad week, you just want to play that role-playing game because you're going to smash everyone. But to sit there and actually read a novel, like 150,000 words with mages wiggling their eyebrows and women in chainmail bikinis. All the women have to have chainmail. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, that is there as well. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and every time a woman enters the room, you'll have like full paragraph describing her upper body in detail. <laughs> it's like there's no no reason for it. It's just no. like a long description of that. It's just like, and then probably a very nasty old man made sitting in the corner wiggling his brows at it. Something really <laughs> nasty like that. Yeah. Oh. Let's just go back to the 1980s. Oh my god! We'll go and read one of um oh one of those He Man's or something. Yeah, yeah, that's painful. Ah, uh, that is a pretty painful one. I have to admit, I am actually impressed that besides um slightly with the rain versus my wormholes having a slight kind of tendency to each other, we were completely different again for this list. That's pretty impressive for Worst yeah, Worlds. there was actually almost no overlap uh, in these ones at all. Very we good. did have some in the in the f quite far back now, I guess, in terms of episodes, but yeah. we did have at some point where our list had a lot of overlap, mm -hmm. um, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. We seem to have gone away from them. I also think our lists were longer than I think they might have been 10. And now we're just, you know, now we just choose the cream of the crop of five. Yeah. It's like the best of the best. That's right. <laughs> well, I have to admit some of your stories I think would be absolutely fun. But your number one would be, except for a role-playing game, I just could not read that or write in that. I would just be 
it would unless it was a Shrekish um, spoof. I couldn't do it, but it would be a fun spoof. It would be fun to write comedic fantasy one day. <laughs> I yeah, could get maybe, into that. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I, I liked your AI thing. Mm. Uh, to be honest, I, I quite like that one. So I won. Um, Thank you. That's excellent. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said I liked it because, you know, you have to, again, communication skills here, Autumn. You know, before you deliver bad news, you give a good news. Oh, right? right. So. You first say, I like your AI, and then you said, but I'm sorry that you lost. No. Right? <laughs> I'm leaving that up to the listener. I'm sorry. Neither of us are God in this list, or if we are, we're um, equally powerful. Really? I thought I was the one deciding who won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll leave it for the listener. So let us know um, who you think had the best list or bad, worst best list, worst depending worst. on how you looked at it. <laughs> and don't forget to go fill out a review and then go over to amwritingfantasy.com yes. and send us a screenshot or a link through the contact form. And if you're one of the first five, we will get you an audiobook. Okay, so next Monday we are going to discuss if social media activities actually helps authors to sell books or if it's actually just a waste of time. <laughs> if you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on patreon.com slash amwritingfantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>